You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. I, I love it when a plan comes together, and I think that's how we'll start this episode of uh, Geekiest Show Ever. Is uh, we're we're making plans here, people. Um, <laughs> we're coming up on uh, an anniversary here for us, uh, 300 episodes of the show. Uh, I think if I remember right, I think it's 150 episodes for me. So we're kind of putting, we're hoping to put something special together for that. We'll see how if uh, we can pull all the strings together and uh, what we can do there. But uh, let's keep our our fingers crossed and hope for the best there. But uh, otherwise, send us some ideas if you have any. Yes, uh, yeah, that would be be cool too. I'm, you know, uh, I always like to hear from the listeners, so uh, that would be kind of a uh, cool thing to do. But. Um, so we, uh, you know, we're, we're, we can we, make our play money pick three hundred dollars too. Ooh, <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and we'll avoid the obvious stuff like the movie three hundred because I really don't think anybody wants to see me in a loincloth. Um, <laughs> that would probably not be. You good. Might be surprised. That concerns <laughs> eyes, me even eyes. more. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And speaking of things that uh, uh, people might not like, I suppose we could talk about the weather a little bit like we usually do. Uh, winter has re- reared its ugly head here. We've got like a light dusting of snow on the ground, so Kevin would just be like ecstatic. Nothing that you have to shovel, but it, the temperatures are in the 20s. Actually, I had to give up and get the winter coat out and mumble some obscenities about you know having to bundle up. Heating season oh, is upon us. so Did not mumble. Said it right out loud. <laughs> well, at school, I kind of have to mumble because there's delicate ears around, or at least I hope most of them are delicate. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have to be judicious about what I say, but it still doesn't mean I have to like the shit. Um, but, yeah, so winter's here with a vengeance. Um, how about we save the depressing news for last? Elisa, what's your weather like <laughs> out there? Well, just like you, I woke up this morning to a slight dusting of snow. Um, that's when you got that picture this morning that I checked with all of you. Yeah, that, you know, the WTF after it. Angel Um, dandruff. Yeah, it was was awful. I mean, we finally had to plug in the electric blanket last Mm. night because it was so cold. It was incredibly windy yesterday. You know, people were losing their power. A lot Mm. of the traffic lights were out. It was super, super windy yesterday. Today wasn't really, I didn't even leave the house today. Um, It was cold, though. Right now it's 32 degrees and it feels like 28 and tomorrow's going to be a heat wave, 48. And then the rest of the week is going to be mid-30s to 40. So it's uh, crappy. Yeah, I was going to look to see what our temperature is. Um, it's, Kevin's probably still running the, the his uh, ceiling fan, though. Uh, he's, conditioning. he's probably outside in his shorts frolicking in the snow. Um, <laughs> we got snow t- angels. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, we got 22 here. Yeah, we're supposed to have a little heat wave midweek. We might get hit uh, supposedly upper 40s, which would make me happy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's winter's hit. Now, okay, Melissa, the press us. <laughs> tell us what your temperatures are. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be in the 60s, the upper 60s and 70s. The highest is going to be 75 on uh, Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Pardon me while which, I weep. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That about covers it. Let me get out my little umbrella straw drink. And <laughs> oh, you're just gonna. Hey, milk I it. suffer through the rest of this, for, so I deserve. I deserve yeah. some happiness. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving in the United States. Not this right. Thursday, but the following Thursday. And I remember, and 
the two of you might remember this also, where we've had Thanksgivings with six feet of snow, mm-hmm. and we've had Thanksgivings where we're wearing our shorts. Yep. Yep. Um, in fact, what was it? A couple, but three Christmases ago, four Christmases ago, I forget exactly. It was in the seventies. I yeah. was loving it. I was loving it. I seem to remember yeah. a Christmas or two Becky's, where I remember that. That's why I said to hell with it all and moved out here. Yeah. I think I remember a brown Christmas a uh, few times. And in South Dakota, it's a little harder to have a brown Christmas because when we get snow, it tends to stay around. Um, but, yeah, there's been uh, one or two that I remember. Uh, and, like I say, raging blizzards. Um, uh, so, yeah. I'm raging gonna... blizzards out here. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's, that sounds terrible. Um, no, it's fun. They're cute. I like them. Okay. Well, I guess, you know, uh, to each their own. But, uh so, uh, yeah, this week, um, I guess, well, why don't we start with Melissa? She's got a tale of uh, redemption, I guess. Yeah, I think so, probably. Okay. Um, and in addition to that, I am, we're finally, if you can believe it, finally starting the uh, process to get the roof back on. So we'll get awnings this coming week, so we're excited about that. And then the following week, the roof, and then after that, the kitchen. So we're going to be right up against... I said to the the contractors, I was like, uh, hello, Thanksgiving's coming. I kind of need to know if, if I'm going to be able to have Thanksgiving at my house this year. So, yeah, they kind of lit a fire there. So, uh, looking forward I, to that. I wouldn't say a fire. That might happen. Right. <laughs> well, especially right. if I'm doing the cooking. So mm, yeah. Never say <laughs> yeah. fire to well, a custodian. Too. It scares him. So. Yeah. <laughs> So, so on top of that, I will be a happy camper because in addition to that, I finally, finally decided to, to get my Mac sent out. You guys know for a long time now, for months, way too many months, I've been suffering with this display issue on my MacBook Pro. It's a 2016. I can't believe like it went so fast because I remember it seems like just yesterday and Thanksgiving, you know, the Black Friday sales were coming and, and I just ordered the thing, but it's already getting, it's already two years old. So going on. Yeah, next year it'll be three. So, but it it feels fantastic. Um, so I did. I I had purchased Apple Care, and that's one of the topics that I wanted to discuss today. Whether or not you guys think warranties are worth it, and for which type of devices. Now, I had never gotten warranties for any other electronics. I mean, I think we might have gotten one for the washing machine, and that one did pay off. Um, I don't think we got one for the stove. We ended up fixing that ourselves. And I'm just thinking of like major appliances. And, you know, these days computers, a laptop is like a major appliance. In fact, it costs more. I My laptop, I probably could have bought two or three washing machines with, with what I spent on my laptop. So I think it's worth it uh, for the laptops at least. Um, I have, or let's see, this is the... Second laptop that I have personally purchased, probably I would say in the last you know span of a decade, uh, because the last one I think I had for like eight years. I mean, it just you know it was getting long in the tooth, and it, it was time to upgrade it. But in between that time, I've had two of them replaced. So I've actually I've actually in a, in a span of a decade I've been through four laptops, but I've only ever purchased two of them. And that's because I always buy the Apple Care for the laptops, at least. I hadn't bought it for the desktops. I don't know if you guys ever have purchased Apple Care. Um, but for the laptops, it, it pays for itself because they just, I mean, it says on the sheet, you know, when you get it back, they tell you a report of what they did. And it says, as soon as I saw Logic Board, I, I kind of figured, yeah, they probably replaced the whole thing because there was a whole list and it was, they basically replaced everything. And when I looked, 
you know, first I, I opened it up and of course it, I, I looked at things like, you know, when I had set it off, I remember there's like a little bit of a scuff mark. I don't know. I don't know how closely you guys look at your devices, but I kind of baby mine. So I knew where the little dings and stuff were. And um, sometimes like I'll document it, but I knew that there was like a little scuff on the, on the Apple logo. And then when I flipped it over, there was like a teeny tiny little, like a, like a fingernail dent on the back. And I always keep it in a case. So I'm not quite sure how that happened. But when I came, when I came back, I mean, it was completely brand new and everything feels wonderful on it. It's like, it's interesting. There were things I think that were messed up with the last laptop that I didn't really, I guess I just accepted like the, um, the touch ID button. It always wiggled. And I think I had read somewhere that, that that was a flaw that some of them had wiggled. And I thought, eh, I don't, I couldn't really tell if mine was really normal if it, or if it was something I should have asked about being fixed, but they fixed that because now it's like a solid. It feels like it's completely part of, I know that it's a separate piece of glass, but it feels like it's part of the keyboard. So that got fixed. Um, so that doesn't wiggle anymore. Um, the keyboard feels wonderful. It feels a lot tighter. So I think they may have given me, I, it, it's hard to tell. I'm just speculating. I think they may have given me like the, the upgraded little butterfly assembly thing because the keys just feel differently. And of course, the, the main issue was the display. Every time I would open up the lid, it would only show me half of the display. And I would have to wait. It was almost like it had to go through this warming up period, like almost like when you're when you're trying to start a car and you know you you just keep turning it and turning it and turning it and it won't like turn over. And then finally it does, and then it just kind of sputters. It's kind of like how my laptop felt because it was just showing me a half of a screen. And you guys know that I I take this thing out on house calls, so it was starting to get embarrassing where I'd go to I'd go to take it out on a house call. I'm like, oh my god, is it gonna is it gonna perform? Is it gonna perform? And I thought this is ridiculous. So, um, Elisa was going to talk about battery replacement and I wanted to chime in on that too. I ended up, I had, I had initiated a, a, um, what do you call it? I guess, uh, when you, you can use the chat service, you know, through Apple care and you can chat with somebody basically and you, you tell them what the problem is. And I'd taken pictures and screenshots and sent them that and they were like, yeah, no question. This is definitely a warranted repair and we'll get it taken care of for you. So, I requested a repair and I usually, I don't like to go out to the Apple stores cause they're always like so busy and we only have one in Tucson here. That's an actual Apple store. And it's just, it is so crowded all the time. So I kind of try to avoid it like the plague, but there's some things that you just can't avoid. So I was going to have them send out what I like to call the limo box because they basically just, you know, they send you out a box. that has got all the padding in it and everything, and it's got tape and stuff. And all you have to do is just pop your, your laptop in there. You don't have to put anything else in there, not the power cord, nothing else. You just put the, the laptop in there and you call for FedEx. They come and they get it and they take it out. And you never really have to even like leave the house if you don't want to. So I was going to do it that way. And then stuff just happened. You know, I just got so busy when it rains, it pours, and it did literally here. And so I had, you know, lots of clients and lots of projects that I was working on. And I just couldn't part with it. So I was using it with, like I am now, I'm using it with an external monitor and an external keyboard. So this whole half display bullshit was just, you know, I just kind of put up with it. I didn't really have to deal with it when it was on my desk. It was only of a problem when I disconnected it from my dock and, you know, went to use it for work or something. Then it became like a real problem. So I was going to send it out, and then, like I said, stuff happened, and I just didn't get around to it. So they canceled. I had not experienced this before, but they what they do, so that you know if this ever happens to you, I don't remember how long of a time period went by, but they will actually cancel it and basically say, you know, you haven't sent it out, and we're sitting here waiting for it, and we haven't received it, so we're going to cancel this on you and you know, let us know if there's something 
else that we can do. You know, maybe they figure you fixed it some other way or, or something like that. So then that, you know, a couple of weeks went by from that. And then finally, it was getting down to the wire because, you know, Apple's had this uh, replacement program for batteries and that's going to expire next month. So if you, if anybody out there has uh, an aging battery, you can look up your serial number and they will tell you if it's if it's eligible. Um, my husband has mild success. You know, everything gets handed down. And I looked it up and that battery had been replaced uh, probably not even a year after I had bought it. It went through that, that program where it was like unexpected shutdowns. I don't know if you guys remember that. So I had it replaced then. And I thought, eh, I don't know, this is going to be the second replacement. They probably won't do it for free. But I thought, oh, I'll ask and we'll see. And the guy tried really hard because it did say, when I put in the serial number, it did say that it was going to be a free battery replacement. I kind of thought that was probably erroneous. But I thought, hey, you know, so I screenshot it and I showed it to him. And, and you know, they do their diagnostics. And I think, wasn't it you, Lisa, was saying, what do you use, coconut battery, a coconut tool? Yes, I was using coconut battery. It's like we can use these third-party tools. I use iAmazing, and they'll tell us about the battery health, but it's up to ultimately it's up to Apple's diagnostic tools. And so when you take it in, so I took I you know ran another backup, did another clone of my laptop, and I thought I they probably won't do anything about it. They'll probably make me like go through the process again. But I thought oh, I might as well because we had an appointment with the Genius Bar and to uh, have my husband's battery replaced. And, you know, we hemmed and hawed and I tried to see if I could get it for free because it said it was going to be free and they said no. And it's still for $29. I mean, you can buy a kit on Amazon, a battery replacement kit and do it yourself for 25 bucks. And I mean, for a couple dollars more, the $29, they'll do it. You know, it'll be done right. You won't have to do it yourself and it'll be warranted in case something does, does go wrong. So I thought, eh, let's just pay the $29. And so we went through that process and I was like, well, while I'm here, you know, I had my laptop like out and ready to go and I had everything written down. I had a business card with my Apple ID on it and I had made a separate user account because they tell you, you know, you have to have, you have to give them admin access so that they can troubleshoot it and, or at least make a separate account. So I'd done that and I had the password, I had it all ready to go. So I think maybe that probably um, made my chances higher that I was basically ready to go. All they had to do was put it in a sleeve and and ship it off. So they did, and I got it back in just just under a week. Back, I knew it was going to be probably about five days, and it was about five or six days, and and it shipped back, and I got a notification from FedEx, and you know I just kind of grinned and bared it. I had you know other older machines ready to go in case I did need to do something. So got that done, and so now I've got basically a brand new, brand spanking new MacBook Pro. And my husband's got a brand new battery. So, yeah, redemption. We're Now we just need a new roof <laughs> and, and our kitchen redone. And I'll be, you know, finish this year out on, on a high note. It would be really, really great if we could get it all done by December. So I've been really happy with the whole replacement process. I mean, for 29 bucks for the battery replacement for the the battery, the uh, iPhone. And uh, now my son, he has the, the 5S. The battery is swelling on that. So we are going to actually attempt that. So I'll report back on that in a future episode see how that went. I went and decided to uh, get a battery replacement kit. Have any of you guys ever done that yourself? Have you ever replaced a battery in a device or done the surgery? IPod. I did it on an iPod. Yeah. Uh, How'd it work out? It worked. I can't remember, though, the process, if it was difficult, if it was easy. I think the hardest part is popping it open, yeah. getting the case open, I think, is yeah. the hardest part. The kits have, they come with tools and there's a little suction cup and a spudger and all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking I, forward to it. I think my son, well, I know my son did it on his iPhone 5. Um, okay. 
and I don't know where he got the battery from. He may have went cheap on it. I think it went fine, but the battery itself just started acting up. Um, mm. And so he eventually just broke down and got the uh, iPhone 6 at that point. Um, yeah. And got one of those. But, um, yeah, he, he tried it. And I think, like I said, I think the process uh, itself went okay, but it was the, the battery that uh, he still didn't, was losing charge and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But Yeah, I've read the reviews. I did pick one out on Amazon, and there were several that had pretty good reviews. And I, I thought, you know, for 20 bucks, I mean... And it'll be a good experience for my son and I to, to sit there and take it apart together. And, and you know, the pride, I'll let him do a lot of it. I mean, I read in the reviews they said that the, the hardest thing is the screws are so tiny. They're like the size of a pinhead. So luckily I have this, uh, this light up here that has a magnifying glass on it. So we'll sit and do it probably on a towel or something at the desk here. Right. My only other concern, though, is like dust. Did he have any issues with or did, Lisa, did you have any issues with dust getting in there? Not that I remember. That's good. I don't recall. I don't think so. Yeah, hopefully, I think the screen assembly is still intact. It, it's just starting to, it's just starting to separate it. I have it right here. Let's see. I, I was noticing it when he uh, was was working on it. It's just on the right hand side. It's just starting to split apart a little bit, just on the on the crease here. I noticed that as he was typing on it, when I when he handed it to me, I was doing something, and I thought, oh, it's getting that little like a. Uh, uh, the rainbow kind of effect where you, when you're pressing on the screen, it, it mm. kind of, mm. yeah, it has that movement. I thought, Oh, I saw that. Remember I told you a couple, well, it was a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago that my mother-in-law's five was doing that. And hers was, was splitting apart so much that the light was shining through it. Sure. It was bad. And she just, she didn't realize it. I, I remember thinking when she was pressing on it, it would have that kind of a rainbowy, like oil slick kind of look mm-hmm. to it. And I thought, I wonder what's going on. And I thought maybe she had a screen protector on it. And then when she handed it to me and I looked closer, it was in one of those Mophie juice packs. And I thought, oh, that's not good. And then when I took it out and I saw that the light was shining through, I thought, oh, my gosh, because <laughs> it, it looked like she had the flashlight on permanently. That's oh. That's how bad it was. So I thought I better take care of this before that happens. So. We're all about getting stuff fixed and upgraded and working with what we have. And, and I'm, I've just been happy with the process. It just takes so long. It's just so arduous. But it's worth the wait because I'm really happy with my with my new MacBook Pro. I set up my little studio today. And it, it feels – it's a brand-new machine. It feels fantastic. Um, it's interesting, though. Have you guys ever had – have you ever been through this process? Have you ever had a, a device replaced? The one I'm on right now. Oh, yeah. My- my MacBook Pro, I bought October 2013. Uh-huh. In January 2014, I had planned on doing all my backups one day, and yeah. I left the house, came back, and came back to a completely black screen. I was oh. like totally freaking. Wow. Brought it to the Apple store. They were going to give me a new computer right then and there. And I said hmm. no because I didn't do my backups. Yeah. So I sent it out, and they replaced the same thing that you did. They, they placed up the motherboard. Mm-hmm. And then it happened again in May. Oh, boy. Yeah. Same thing happened. And at that point, I said, here you go. Give me a new computer. I asked them to switch the hard drive. I said, can you keep my hard drive mm-hmm. and put it in the new computer? And that way I don't have to worry about you know, backups and everything. Oh, we can't do that. So mm-hmm. I got the new computer in May in 2014. So this is what, four and a half, yeah, four and a half years old now, this MacBook Pro. 
So, so how did you feel about having to relinquish that hard drive? Like I, I I'm, I'm okay with it. Like I'm not losing sleep over it because I have file vault on it. Cause I, what I noticed, and I was going to ask you if you noticed this, if you go into your, you know, if you log into iCloud on a, on a browser or you can see it now on iOS 12, or I think it's been that way since iOS 10 or 11, you can see the list of devices that your iCloud, your Apple ID has been signed in on. And if you go into the Find My iPhone section and it has your computers listed, I have two MacBook Pro 13 inches listed. And one of them says it's, you know, offline, obviously. And I can tell that there's a difference because, and just even in the device listing, because when I look at the specs, when I, when I tap on it to look at the details, one of them is listed. I can tell it's my old one because it has high Sierra on it, it has 10.13 and this one is 10.14 so i know so i know which one it is so what i was thinking about doing is because it's still listed in find my mac or find my iphone i thought i wonder if i should even bother i'm just going to do it just for peace of mind i think i'm going to go through the process of just you know telling it to erase that computer and then i'll remove it from the account and then i'll probably go and change my password i mean i gave them you know when i when i handed it off I had two admin accounts on it, my main one, and then I had a test account that I used for, you know, development and testing and stuff like that, and I gave them the password to that account. Well, I mean, what's to say that somebody couldn't go in and go into my main admin account using the other one to reset stuff or whatever? It's just interesting. That's why I asked them when I had my computer replaced if they could flip the hard drive. Yeah. Said, they said, well, don't worry. We securely delete everything. And so I just had to take them at their word that okay. that particular computer was destroyed. That's what I wonder. Like, what do they do with it? Because nowadays, probably even back then, I, I don't know, that's a 2013. But nowadays, like I knew there was no chance I was going to get the hard drive back if the logic board was going to be replaced. And I was secretly hoping that that was going to be the case anyway, because I thought, you know, with Apple Care, if they replace the logic board, because that's, you know, part of that, you know, there was keyboard issues and stuff like that. I knew they were going to replace at least the display, at least the display, because that was clearly an obvious issue. And, at, you know, the guy at the store was saying, yeah, they'll definitely replace the top case. But I really was hoping for a logic board replacement because of the other issues that it was having with the keyboard and things that I couldn't like really like prove. And I couldn't like I couldn't uh, reproduce the problem on 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 the spot. And that's just how that keyboard issue is. Um, and so when when it came back and said all this stuff was replaced and I, and I really looked at it, I was like, yeah, it hasn't just not just parts have been replaced. I think it's a completely whole new machine is what I think. Um, and like I said, because of it being in find my find my iPhone, you know, find my Mac. But they never said anything to me at the store. Like I told them it was all backed up and I, I told them I knew the process, but they never like advised me to say, you know, you're not going to get the hard drive back. Um, I mean, it's in the fine print. But I just wonder, I just I just wish I had some kind of like reassurance that I would like to see it go like into a melting pot or something, <laughs> you know what I mean, or get, get recycled, you know, I, I guess that's what they do. They recycle them. I just don't know. I don't know enough about the innards of these. I've taken apart the older MacBook Pros, so I know what those look like. But these guys, they're all soldered together. Like I've never cracked one of these guys open. I just never bothered because everything's all soldered together. So I wonder what they look like. What do they do? Do they just take the whole thing and pop it into the do they just melt it down with everything there's got to be a way that they either melt it down or they are able to erase all the data because they're dealing with way too many computers Mm -hmm. way too much 
personal information to take the chance that some of it leaks out. Yeah, they so have to. So I just yeah, I just have to put my trust in it. Now, I've complained before about my iPad battery just mm-hmm. literally dropping in front of me. Mm. So my iPad turned three in October when I got it for and my what birthday. What model is this? iPad Air two. Okay. So hooked it up to a coconut battery. I just want to find it here. So I took a is screenshot this one of, the last of it. Ones that supports iOS twelve. Did it make the cut? Oh yeah. I'm totally up to date. So on, I'm just looking here. On September 28th, it registered at 72% battery health with 813 load cycles, which is how many times it's been charged. Mm -hmm. On November 7th, it dropped down to 67%. So I lost 5% of battery health Hmm. and went up to 838 load cycles. Mm -hmm. So I went down to the Apple store. And I told the uh, the genius about this, and I showed him the picture, and he goes, wow. Mm-hmm. And just in case people who don't know, when you have an issue with your battery like that, and they test it, and they determine that it's below what it should be, mm-hmm. for $99, they'll give you a new battery. Mm-hmm. But instead of a new battery, they give you a brand new device. They oh. don't replace your battery. Wow. What they what do is they give you a brand new iPad Air 2. So whatever your, because I did this with a friend of mine. Her daughter called me up all frantic. I said, bring it to the Apple store. I bet you they'll give you a new iPad mini. And she was beside herself because she called me and goes, they did it. They did it. Wow. So for $99, she got a brand new iPad mini because hers was literally like literally would not even hold the charge anymore. Mm -hmm. And she uses the thing constantly. So he says to me, and plus my home button is stuck. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, what we do is after we test it, if we determine that you're eligible for the battery replacement program, mm-hmm. it's $99. We wipe your device in front mm-hmm. of you. Oh, that's nice. And then hand you the new one. I said, well, you know, if you don't have it in stock, that's fine. I can come back next week because I'm only about 10 minutes away from our Apple store. I said, I can do my, you know, I did a backup before I left the house and I'm amazing full backup at mm-hmm. the iCloud backup. And I said, you know, this but way, if you said it's available on Monday before I come over on Monday, make sure to do another backup. I can wipe it out to factory settings before I hand it over to you. So mm-hmm. everything will be cool. Well, when he tested it, it was in the 80, low 80%. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how come it's so different? I said, I literally watch my battery drop. If, right. I, play, if I can play two games, two games of worse with friends, it'll go from 80% to 72 Mm. You know, I'm. I yeah. charged it twice already today. Mm. Twice. That's not. And I normal. watched. I watched two and a half hours of Netflix. And I watched. Did they I cite had, the age though? And they're like, "Well, it's an old nope. battery." They said, yeah. "No." Nope. They said that it has an average device goes about 500 cycles. Mine's mm. in the 800s, but because the battery is still, according to them, holding a long enough charge, the battery health is still good enough as far as they're concerned. Mm. That. It wouldn't be $99. It would be $299 to swap it out. I said, if I'm going to pay $299, I'm going to get this iPad. Yeah, right. And then the other thing that they mentioned is they can tell you. secret accounting on that. They can tell you right then and there what your device is worth if you want to trade it in. So if you have, um, if you don't have your iPad with you, but you have the, you know, it's on your iCloud account. Mm-hmm. You can open your phone. They can get to the serial number. They take a picture of it, and that tells them all the information they need to know. And it comes up. I think mine they said was worth one hundred and fifteen dollars if I wanted to trade it in. 
Yeah, because they, they, they can get as much of the information as they can get, but then they, they really need to see the device to make sure it doesn't have any cracks in it or any dings or anything like that. Any right, kind well, of that's, that's more of a, um, uh, yeah, this is, this is what we think we, you can get for yeah, it. It's an estimate. Yeah, you know, assuming that you're telling me the truth, that it works, there's no cracks, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, and everything, you know, everything got the yes, it's in good shape. You know, other mm-hmm. than the home button, it works, doesn't work, uh-huh. you know, perfectly, but it's not broken. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then I could go back tomorrow and they could say it's worth 130 or they could say it's worth 90. It mm-hmm. really depends on how many people are exchanging and what the demand is. So, so you're stuck with a, it for now? I'm stuck with it for now because I just can't justify spending the money on a brand new iPad. Right. Plus, I don't know if I would go with an iPad Pro or if I would go with the lesser one that they offered. Um, yeah, there's one on the, sale right now. The $400 like- one. I'd have to like really look at the specs and look at it in person and compare because I'm not a, um, I'm not a creator. I'm a user. I, right. I'm a, cons- I use it for consumption. Sure. So is it really all that necessary to get an iPad pro? I don't know. What was the, Plus name, of, I, what was the name of the app you were using? Coconut battery. What did they say when you told them you were using coconut battery? Did they, they totally said they poo-poo do you? Not, or? Yeah. They said they don't like they can't third support. party apps. Yeah. yeah. They don't. At, you know, it's nice. It's it can give you a ballpark figure, but they don't take it as the gospel. Right, I, I their are, tools are the gospel. I'm searching for it, and I can't. I, I'm not seeing coconut battery in the app store. Let me double check. I think that's what it's called. I couldn't even tell I, you where I got I thought it. Of that before, I didn't um, know that it was an iOS app. It's well, you know, you use it through your uh, Mac. There oh, are, okay. Oh, you there plug it Mac- in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coconut oh, battery. Okay. Yeah, and iAmazing has a tool like that too, where it'll let you do use battery health. It bugs me though because these tools, I mean, they're great, and I don't doubt that the developers have done their due diligence. But you know, and it, it ends up boiling down to it, it doesn't matter what these third-party apps say. So I've mm-hmm. kind of given up on even really bothering to look in there unless there's like something really. I, I guess it's good for troubleshooting. It's get it's good to give you a clue. But you might as well just go and use the Apple Store, um, the Apple Support app. I think, if I remember correctly, I'd have to double check. I think that has, or when you're chatting with someone, I know I've done that before, where they will run a diagnostic and they'll let you know. That was the other thing that I was going to say that you can do is you don't have to go to the Apple Store. You can just call Apple Care, even if you don't have Apple Care. Mm -hmm. Or you can can just use the app. There's a blue, there's a blue Apple Store. Yeah, they can do a diagnostic to see what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. Like right now I opened up coconut battery. It's showing my MacBook pro was manufactured April 14th, 2014. The battery was March 25th, 2014. And it is at 96.5% health. Hmm. So it's doing okay. It's been 57 cycles. Cause I really don't unplug it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, the other thing so. that I noticed, I drilled down. It was a good thing I took screenshots of everything before I got this laptop replaced um, because I, I saved the system report. I don't know if you guys ever do that. I always go in and get the system report and I save it. And I was able to compare because I remember listening to um, Scott on Pocket Size Podcast was talking about how he had gotten a machine replaced and 
when they replaced it with a different model, they changed the display, the type of display it was. So I went in there and that was like the first thing that I looked at. Like, did they really give me the same, you know, replace it with the same things? And it turns out they did. And of course, you know, you can tell it's a different machine because the serial numbers are different. That's what I don't quite understand though the serial numbers are different for the individual parts you know like the battery serial number was different of course the charge the 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 cycle count was you know two or one or something like that you know so it i can definitely tell it was completely replaced but the serial number that's on the logic board i don't understand how that doesn't change you know how can they reported as the same machine like like for you know going back to what i was saying before when you go into find my iphone online and you look up you know find my mac it's listed under the listing of devices and the serial numbers are identical it's now i renamed the machine i don't leave it say you know melissa's macbook pro i I change it to macbook i always i have a nomenclature that i use because i'm you know managing all these devices for the family and for my clients and stuff so i renamed the device exactly the same way but there's there's two of them there (laughs) so i'm just wondering how do they do that i I would i would just like to geek out and nerd out on Hmm. on the details of that of of logic board serial numbers and how that works i i should probably research that and see what it is that they do because when i was there that night with my husband getting his battery replaced and then putting in the repair for this there was a lady there who had had her macbook air stolen and she was talking about how you should um because i i don't know i don't know exactly what the process is for a stolen mac i mean you guys know i've i've recovered stolen iphones but i've always documented the serial numbers and all that kind of stuff for insurance purposes i just wonder you know if your laptop is stolen and then someone tries to, you know, wipe it or sign into it or something somehow, and it gets discovered. You can prove that it's yours based on the serial number. But you know, what if they, what if they scratch it off? Or you know, there's, there's got to be some way that you could put some kind of an identifying marker. I can tell something. you, yeah? I can tell you. I know someone who had his laptop stolen. <laughs> so what he did, he was able to go into iCloud, and wipe it out and lock it. Yeah. And the person who stole it did go to a pawn shop. Uh-huh. And okay. because the thief could not put the password in, the pawn shop wouldn't accept it. Good. Uh-huh. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So it makes you wonder, I mean, why why people, they, they either steal it because they don't know any better and they, they really think that they can somehow get a free computer out of the deal or they're stealing it for parts. But I don't even know why they do that. I, I don't know. Oh, one other thing I forgot. When I was at the Apple store, we're going through everything and the uh, the genius says to me, Turn off Find My iPhone. Yes. yes. And I said, on my iPad. So I said, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a standard so, procedure, yep. But, but I didn't understand why, because I wasn't giving it to him. You know, we, we hadn't decided yet that I'm turning it in. Plus, he didn't have one oh. in stock, so I'd have to come back another day should, yeah. the, you know, should it all go forward. So I turned it off, and I, I said, why did I do that? He, he looks at me, and he goes, okay. And he goes, I said, why did I do that? He goes, I wanted to make sure you were you. I said, oh. I could have given you my um, my ID. And he goes, only you know your password. Yeah. And you need your password to turn off Find My iPhone. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then when I saw so I put, put in my password and he saw the, the, the flips, you know, the switch flip to off. Mm-hmm. And that was that. But that's goes, okay. why they do it. It's not because I thought there was another reason and I can't remember. Well, that's, that was to make sure that I was really mm-hmm. me. That makes sense. If I was going to turn it into him to get a new one, then yes, I have to turn it off to get it off my account. 
Yes. Okay. It's kind of yeah. like, um, did you turn off um, um, signing into iTunes? You have to sign out of iTunes. Oh. Uh-huh. Because if you don't, well, not on your on on your computer. Because if you don't, you still have one of your devices have, registered. Registered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when you started talking about that, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up is if they knew. I mean, they didn't know on the on the at the time that they were going to replace the computer completely. But they should have known that there was a chance that the logic board was going to re- be replaced. And then that would basically mean a whole new computer or a whole new hard drive. So if the policy is to, when you're turning it over to them, if the policy is that way for iOS devices, for mobile devices, I don't understand why they didn't have me go through. Like, I kind of wish now that they would have had me go through that process. Like, I wish I would have wiped, I guess I just wished I would have wiped my hard drive before I, I took it in there. But I mean, it's a laptop, so it's a little bit longer of a process to do. That's that's a little bit, not overkill, but like, that's way more work with a computer versus a mobile device. But I'm wondering why they didn't at least ask me to disable Find My Mac on my computer. Do you know what I mean? Like, because now there's two listed. And I've seen that with clients, too. Like, I've seen people had gone and not with an iPhone because I know that that standard operating procedure that they make you sign out to find my iPhone for an iPhone. But for an iPad, I've seen it several times where people have either um, given away the device to, you know, a family member or they've purchased another one or they, you know, had a repair like you were talking about for an iPad. And so it's still listed on their account and it's just hanging out there. And I wonder sometimes, like, you know how we're always complaining about, um, issues with iMessage and you know mm-hmm. things not being in order and read receipts being borked and things like that. Um, and you know I'm having those issues. I know because I have a whole family full of Apple devices, and that's just par for the course. But I wonder sometimes if any of that stuff has to do with those like ghosted machines. <laughs> you know, I just wonder. I just wonder why didn't why wasn't that a part of the process? Why didn't they have me log out on my computer? I just think it's interesting. So, you know, now I have two listed on there and I'll, I'll just get rid of one of them. But I, I think just, just because I just want to go through the process, I think it'll just give me a little bit more peace of mind if I go and I actually tell it to erase that machine and, and then just take it off my account and be done with it. I was wondering, and, I, and this was another problem that I solved since, since we talked to each other last time, um, I had been having this issue for the longest time, and I wanted to share this story in case, it's, in case it's bothering other people. Maybe not everybody weaves the twisted web that I weave, but just in case, um, you guys know that I have multiple iCloud accounts. You know, I have my own, my husband has his own, each member of the family has their own. And then for the longest time, we were sharing an Apple ID, and then that has been causing me to change things around a little bit. But then there was an additional, there was another Apple ID separate from that one that we were sharing. And the only purpose that I use it for is for the contacts. That's the only switch that I have turned on on our devices when it comes to this the secondary iCloud account that we have installed, you know, that we have configured on our laptops and on our iPhones. And it's just because it's a shared contact um, library, if you will. It's, you know, he has his Apple ID and his iCloud and I have mine. And like we each have our, you know, he has his colleagues and his personal friends. And then we have our family members and then we have common friends. Those are the people, those are the contacts that live in this separate secondary iCloud account. And that's the only thing that I have switched on. Well, that's what was causing the problem. Because remember I kept saying, 
the picture is different. It's a picture of my husband instead of a picture right. of me. Like when mm-hmm. I go on my Mac, it was fine on my iPad. It was fine on my iPhone. Didn't have any problems with my Apple Watch. But on my Mac, every time I went into system preferences and then clicked on iCloud, and this was in High Sierra and Mojave, so that didn't you know fix it. So I thought, hmm, uh, every time I click on it, it would have my Apple ID with my name, but my husband's picture. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, sometime I was, uh, I finally put the pieces together because then we have an iPad where I have it logged in that's like a family iPad. It doesn't really belong to any one family member. So I decided to use that that Apple ID on that iPad. And one time I changed the picture from my husband's picture to Opal, to the picture of her dog. And then it changed my picture. I'm like, what is going on? Well, finally, I figured it out. I put the clues together. And it's because... In the Contacts app, nowhere else, but in the Contacts app, the the shared, I call it the shared iCloud, that was set to be the primary, not my iCloud, which was, that's why I guess I didn't put it together for the longest time, because I always just thought that, you know, when you sign into iCloud with your, your main Apple ID, that, that just oversees every, everything else, and it makes it the primary account, but in Contacts that's the only place where it wasn't set to be the primary account. And that's what was causing it. So you know where in contacts you can click on a card and say, make this my card. Mm. That's what it was. It was thinking that that shared iCloud account, it was the Mac was thinking that that was my card. So when I deleted the card, I thought, well, this is not the card that I want to use. I want to use my card. So I deleted it. And then that's when it fixed it. I went to open it up and then it was my picture. So you got to check everywhere. <laughs> you got to check in the contacts app and make sure that the primary is correct. So now we'll see if, if all of my messaging and all my pictures and all that kind of stuff is correct. But that was another thing that was just so happy to like get fixed and like, oh, finally. It's, I know but, those little things are annoying. So back to your warranty question. Yeah, so you have Apple Care, I take it, right? I have Apple Care on my computer. Not anymore. It expired. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you need to keep in mind, listeners, that if you just have a question, like earlier this year when High Sierra totally foobarred my photos, mm-hmm. my Apple Care okay. was done. Uh-huh. I called them anyway, and they took care of it. I had a problem with um, Apple Music. I call them; they take care of it. So I, I think no the Apple Care. Nope, I think the Apple Care is more for a physical issue. Mm-hmm. You need a new keyboard, or the screen is cracked, or you know whatever the case may be. But if you're having a problem of some sort of software issue, call them. I've never had, never have any of them, have, has anyone ever said to me, I'm sorry, your Apple Pair expired. I have to charge you, mm-hmm. you know, $50 a, a session or right. whatever, whatever it is. Never has had that happen. And um, you've even had a, them remote in, haven't you? Oh, yeah, all the time. Because yeah. they'll look at the screen and say, oh, okay, here's your problem. It's this right. instead of this. Because that's um, what I do for my clients. Yeah, whatever the case is. So we've done that. Um I have done, I normally do not buy warranties. Uh, I do remember one time buying a warranty for a desktop Windows computer. And anytime I called, they'd say, oh, that's not covered. Mm. Oh, that's not covered. Oh, mm. well, no, no, no. That's that not covered. That would drive me nuts. Right. Oh, no, no, no. It's only for this. Well, mm-hmm. well what about, oh, no, that's that part's not covered. Mm-hmm. I mean, really bad words. Um, (laughs) I had an HP computer that I used for school when I went back to college and, um, it literally died after two years of not even using it that much. And when I called, they said, we're not even going to talk to you 
for less than $249. I said, for $249, I can buy a new computer. Yeah, right. Right. That was HP. It was awful. Now, we did have warranties on our refrigerator, washer, dishwasher, and microwave. Mm. I think it was those four items. Through Sears, Mm -hmm. those were worth it because what the warranty included was once a year, they would come out and do like a well visit. Oh, that's interesting. And they would just make sure everything is looking good. And, you know, if anything needed, you know, a little part needed to be replaced, they would replace it. You know, little touch-ups, things like that. And then if anything happened, like like you said, it for your what your washing machine, it, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Our dishwasher died. We ended up getting a brand new dishwasher mm-hmm. because of it. So that was worth it. However, when it came up for renewal this year, the price was so out of control, we yeah. didn't do it. We did not renew it. The price was like more than twice what we paid. I guess it's like a car, you know, after a certain time you drop collision on it because it's, you know, it's it's too much to repair the the price. It's the price though. The price of the warranty, we had a five year, we had paid for five years. So we paid like a lot of money all at once, but it was for five years. Mm -hmm. Then they're saying, I mean, they're, they're, they're treating me like I'm stupid. They're Mm -hmm. saying things like, it's the kind of thing where, well, it's a hundred dollars a year. Well, that's too much money. Okay. Well, how about six months for fifty dollars? Oh, jeez. Uh. You know that that kind, of, <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, you oh, go, oh, oh, I'll take it. That you know, I yeah. said it's too mm-hmm. expensive. It was right. something like two hundred dollars a year per appliance. I said that's not happening. And there are some people that vehemently believe that the warranties are just completely not worth it. And so they won't get it on their mobile devices. And I've seen people get so bitten by it. So what do you do for your iPhones and your iPads? Like, I nope. haven't gotten nope. it. No, nope. yeah. I never the, never had it done. The, the only warranty I've ever gotten was on my Apple Watch. And considering really? that I'm a high school custodian, I'm yeah. doing all kinds of things. I'm. Did you get accidental? Um, accidental damage? Because that would cost a little bit extra because that's oh. what I would probably get it for. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I got the accidental. I think I just got Apple Care. I don't even remember now what I did get. Uh, but I know I did get Apple Care because, like I said, I'm banging on things either intentionally mm-hmm. or unintentionally. Um, and, you know, wear and tear. So I got it just in case, you know, something was to happen to it. But that's the only one I've ever gotten because statistically – for me, it's never panned out. I've had lots of devices. You guys know how many tablets I have around here. And I did. <laughs> well, we do. That's sure. what we're asking you. <laughs> yeah. And the only I had did have to send my uh, iPad mini in that I had that I've now given to my son. Uh, I had to send that in because I think it was a screen issue. But that was under the regular warranty. That wasn't under, uh, wasn't under Apple Care. Um, that happened. I don't know, shortly after I got her, within a year after I got her, I forget the old, the display would get weird or something. So I sent in, and they sent me a whole new um, mm-hmm. iPad for that. But that's the only time I've ever done anything. And, you know, as far as the accidental part, everything, I mean, I have my tablets handy here because <laughs> if we talked about, there was something about the, well, you had something in the App Store if we ever got around talking. I wanted my examples yeah. of the App Store handier, but I've got them all in cases of one sort or another. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I mean, too. I've never cracked a screen. I've never done anything like that. So I, you know, you, you have to kind of look at your, now, and I know a, a, I work with a guy. Um, I've seen him drop his phone three or four times a day. 
Um, um, yeah, and it's like, no. People are just better fingers, I guess. Yeah, basically. And, I mean, uh, I have dropped my phone a time or two, but, again, I have a case on it. Uh, so I've never cracked a screen. I've never right. had anything like that go bad. Um, and by the I time... I a screen protector on. Yeah, well, I don't do that because they kind of bug me. But um, yeah. by the time yeah. I get around... I keep devices long enough. By the time they get around to having problems, they're probably too old for right. for it. So um, right, and they're past the warranty. That's yeah. one of the reasons why yeah. I don't do the Apple upgrade program. Is because it puts it. Apple Care automatically into your payment, and I don't want it. Though I did find out, I didn't realize this when I was there. Um, my son had come home for the weekend, and. We're, I'm thinking of selling him my iPhone 8 and buying a new 10X of some sort. I'm not sure which one yet, but we're still talking about that. So we were talking, and I said, can I buy a phone from Apple? And he said, sure you can. Oh, that's what, that's how I got mine. And I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think you could. I thought because I've been buying my phones from AT&T. But he said, all you do is you don't even have to tell AT&T. All I would do if, exactly this, what if, I did. if that's the case is he would take the SIM card out of my phone, yep. put it into take take his my son's phone, SIM card out of his iPhone 6S, put mm-hmm. it into the 8, yep. and then my phone, my 10 would be the new phone. And it doesn't matter because it's the same price as far as my plan is concerned. Mm-hmm. My that's, plan doesn't yeah. care what kind of phone I have. That's exactly what we did when I did the hand-me-down. Um, I, that's why I, I wait now. I, this last experience I liked the best. Out of all the years that I've been with AT&T, and I had used, used to get a phone every two years when you know, you'd have to wait until the contract, or not the contract, it was the subsidized. You know what I mean? You had to be on yeah. it for so many months. It was like 24 months. Then they opted to like 28 months or something. And it was all this, all this stuff that, you know, this counting. And then you had to, uh, you know, pay it off before you could do the upgrade because a lot of people turn them in. That's how they're able to get, a, get away with that. But see, we don't do that in my family. We don't turn anything in. We hand it down. It's for us. It's more cost effective that way. That's why, that's why I do things like this. That's why I get the batteries replaced and things like that because of the longevity. I mean, he's, you know, my son's using a 4S right now. It's a 4S. That's, that phone's like eight years old. But it still works. It still works as a phone, and that's all he needs it for at this point. I mean, it's got a camera on it, and he can take pictures of his homework boards and stuff like that. But it basic it serves his basic needs. And, you know, like I told you before, I'm using TrackPhone and just paying $10 a month for it. It's a good little training wheels type of a phone for, for my kid. And that's why I like to keep these phones around because they're kids. You know, it, like in the case of this one, we're going we're gonna to do this battery replacement project. If it goes sideways... I mean, yeah, I'm going to be a little butthurt about it, but it's still it's still worth it to try it for the price of, of what that is. And for the age of it, I mean, it's held on for this long, so it's worth it to try it. I usually, for my iPhone, though, I usually go with Square Trade. Um, it costs, if you were to compare literally apples to oranges or apples to apples, it's um, a little bit less the um, the warranty or what what is it called? The deductible. The deductible costs less. And overall, it's just a more affordable package. And I knock on when I've not had to use it, and I've been getting it for a couple of years now. It just is a, a more cost-effective way to do it. If I'm going to do it at all, I might as well, you know, go with Square Trade. And you know, I've only ever seen good things. I haven't 
experienced, you know, anybody close to me having bad experiences with it. So it's worth a try. So that's what I use for mine. But um, yeah, I did exactly the same thing that you're considering doing. The only thing is you got to make sure that the older devices are unlocked. So I did that process when I was buying my phone straight through Apple because I just wanted to just rip the bandaid off. I saved and saved and saved and then I just bought it outright. I just paid the, you know, eight ninety nine or whatever it was at the time. And it was much better to do it that way than have to have these like painfully long, you know, little incremental payments every every month until it got paid off. This way I own it outright. And uh, when I went to buy the phone, what I did first is I made sure because we were moving, you know, one model down for each family member. So I went and went and, you know, you can do it online. And I went and had his phone because I knew that I was getting a phone that was going to be already unlocked when it when it came to me. It was going to have an AT&T SIM card in it. I just had to activate it. So I went and I had Nate's phone unlocked and then I had Lucian's phone unlocked. I made sure that all of the phones that are on our plan were unlocked because by that time they were owned. You know what I mean? Like we weren't paying a monthly fee for them or anything like that. And we're on a month to month contract. We can leave whenever we want if we want to. So just make sure that you go through that process first and make sure that everything is unlocked if you're going to do that kind of a switcheroo. But then, yep, it's just like you explained. It's just a matter of popping out the SIM card because they take the, the same SIM card. Now, I don't know about the 10. I assume that it's the same thing as what we're used to where you pop it out. But then anything beyond that, I don't know. I don't know if it's got the same mm-hmm. tray and all that kind of stuff. Do you guys know it? Because there's the eSIM. Yeah. I don't know if that's lo- all the same. Well, I hairy. have the 8 currently. So mm-hmm. yeah, that'll, be, card, that'll be identical. Yeah, my SIM card will come out. Shane's mm-hmm. SIM card will come out of his 6S and go into yep. the 8. Yep. And at worst, those will AT- fit perfectly. AT&T will give you a free SIM card, so that's no big deal. That's true. Yeah. So I'm not it's just that I I would rather give the money to Apple than AT&T because AT&T is the biggest pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, I mean, some people say, "Well, why shouldn't you just pay it off month by month because it's no interest and it, you know, it's better in your pocket than theirs," which I totally get, but I'm for two reasons. Number one, I'm one of those people where paying things out makes me crazy. Yeah, me too. It I makes me completely crazy. I, I just want to pay it. I yeah, I do too. I hate Anything. it. Mm-hmm. Number two. And you do pay less. You pay more when you pay a monthly fee. If you do the math, if you work no, actually, it all out. No, no. If you buy it outright, it costs less than what it would be if it was one. It could be different now. But at the time, I did all the, I calculated all the payments of what it would cost by the time I was done paying it off. And it was like, you know, a couple dollars. But still, that's a couple of apps, you know. That's the way well, I look at now, it. Now, they, they, what they do is they take, say, it's a thousand dollar phone. You pay the you pay mm-hmm. the tax up front mm-hmm. they, if you go into AT and T. You pay the tax up front in the store. They that's take a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, whatever happens to be, divided by twenty four months, and that's what yeah, you but pay. But see, it's not twenty four months anymore. It's like twenty eight months now. Yeah, mine was twenty four months. Okay. The thing that's different. Me, the thing they did with me because my one of my son's phones came off in August, mine came off in September. And mine was $100 because I had traded in my six to get a seven. And then the seven went to my husband and then I ended up buying an eight outright. But that $100 difference because I wanted a larger phone than the 64 gig, when I turned it in, I could have gotten a free phone. Mm. But I wanted a larger phone, so I had to pay $100. I was like, here, here's $100. Oh no, you have to pay it out over the course of 20 months. I said, are you out? Of uh, it was like $4 and 17 cents. They yeah. couldn't even do that right. Yep. 
That's why I want to pay it all out in front because when it came to the last that's just, month, you're just one person multiply your case well, that's the, by but that's how the, many thousands. And that's the truth because when I called dollars for dollars for dollars, when I called in August and I said, you didn't take off the last payment, that person was really nice. And she goes, Oh yeah, I see that. I didn't. Okay. She goes, I said, I'm not paying the bill until you take it off. She takes it off. No problem. Okay. Then we come to September when it's mine Four freaking dollars. Mm-hmm. When I called about that and I said, you did this to me in August. Now you're doing it. It's my 24th payment. I'm not paying the bill until you take it off. Oh, well, we probably already took it off for you at the beginning. So you really owe that money. I said, no, I don't look it up. <laughs> wow. And then she looked it up and she's like, oh yeah, well, I guess you're right. It's like the insurance companies. They're just, they're hoping that you won't argue about yeah. it. They're just hoping and I that you'll just I, And the person it. I spoke with in August, I said to her, you need to tell the powers that be that this is bullshit mm-hmm. because I'm not the only one this is happening to. And she goes, I know this happens to all of our customers. I'm like, what does that tell well, you? Fix it. What does that tell you if all these customers are calling you with the same exact problem? That's why people why are going to fixed. <laughs> Well, yeah, and see, I've been with AT&T, I think it's just about a year now, and we've never had that problem. Not uh, yet. Well, I and mean, I haven't either. To be to be honest, right. I mean, I haven't personally had it, but I know plenty of people who do, so I don't right. doubt that it's and, happening at all. But it, it's been good for us, and we get like right. a teacher discount, so that's what keeps us from moving to T-Mobile. But I've just always yeah. had good experiences. Well, they're fine. AT&T is fine if they say... For your particular situation, your bill is going to be $200 a month. You know, just let's say for data and everything else, $200 a month. And every month you get a $200 bill. Then it's great. But as soon as you add a payment on because you bought a new phone or something like that, forget it. That's why, like, with my plan now, I get free HBO. I'm not activating it because, well, first of all, I have HBO through my cable company. But it's also one of those deals where you have to pay for it for three months Mm. Then they're supposed to reimburse you the three months yeah, and reimburse you every month. That is such bullshit. And the way they do it is if it's a $15 fee, they don't say, well, here's a $15 fee. Here's a $15 credit. You have zero. They give you a $15 fee. Then a few days later, they <laughs> give you the $15 credit. And that's what they did with my phone. So I'm like, I'm not going through that because every single month without fail, I would have to call them and say, where's my $15 credit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not doing it. See, we get a we get a credit because we went through their their BOGO program that they had last year, uh, and so Deb's phone is the is the free phone, so we get a twenty nine dollar credit back for that, and it's always on there, and we've never had any problems with that. Um, so um, yeah, like I said, I haven't had the the kind of problems that because you know, uh, uh, Lisa, you're just about legendary for your. Yeah, uh, but, I, but I'm not alone. But I'm not alone because that's right. what they tell me. When I call, they go, well, you're right. not the only one. Well, if I'm not the only one, then why isn't this being fixed? If I was a unique case or it happened every now and then, okay, sometimes stuff happens. But if I'm like number 10,000, what is that telling you? Is there, I'm just curious, is there a reason why you stay with AT&T? Have you looked at going into T-Mobile? Because the coverage is about the same. We had T-Mobile, I had T-Mobile back like in 1997 or something. Um, no, no, I, uh, I'm good. We're going to keep, we're just going to keep it. We have good coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, I argue with them every now and then and get the price down. <laughs> you still get what, what you need out of it. Oh, I'm a fighter. Right. Yeah. Well, and you like to say, um, uh, 
I haven't had the problems, and uh, maybe it's our local AT and T store when we went in there to get it. The 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 late young lady in there was very helpful and everything, and so uh, like I said, we haven't had a problem, and you know we I'm okay with what we're paying because uh, we got four people on the plan, and I think when our time comes uh, this time next year, if Deb's okay with her phone. Um, We'll keep that. You know, me, I want the newest and best if I can. So I might. You have the A plus like I do. What does Deb have? What is that? What? What does Deb have? Uh, the eight. So the eight. Okay. So she likes the smaller form factor. Sure. And is she liking it? Because she switched yeah. from an Android, didn't she? Yeah. Well, we went from iPhone to Android, and she wasn't happy with the Android because it was kind of pokey. Oh. But oh, so she does prefer iOS. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it was what you learn first is what you like best. So, um, yeah, so she likes it, and it works okay. But I think what we'll do is I might uh, give my 8-plus to my son because uh, mm-hmm. he's on a limited income. And so if I give him that, uh, by then it should be paid for and then see what kind of deal I can get on a different phone through AT&T because our promotion will be done by then, and then we'll see. There's four of us Wasn't on there. Was it two years? <laughs> two years, yeah, I think it is. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't. I'm looking at my bill here, but I don't see the... Uh, well, I'm trying to talk and listen to you guys at the same time, so I'm not seeing it right offhand where the length of the contract is. But, you know, or like I say, depending on what they have for uh, in two years, we'll see. Maybe we'll do something similar, and then maybe uh, both of our, maybe my my other son and I might get new phones, and maybe we'll pass uh, phones down to uh, Deb and. Uh, my other son. We'll just see how it goes. But you have like an, a year left, I think. Yeah. So we'll see what you know uh, what our options are. If I want to, you know, just buy it outright, or if I want to go through AT and T. Well, that by way. that time, Elisa will have decided if she's going to buy hers outright, and then you'll have two of us sure. that all have bought it outright. And right. I, I like that. I mean, I'm saving up for the next one, but I do like the buying it outright unlocked process. That was the best for me. So, well, we're coming up on, I guess it's been an hour now. Do you guys want to move on to picks? Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So why don't we start with, come on, trying to find my Google document here. Uh, There we go. Okay. Uh, Let's start with, uh, well, let's start with Melissa. It looks like you want to grind away on something there. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I have been grinding away on all this stuff for so long. Um, so Lisa and I were having a discussion. This is what prompted it. We were having a discussion about nails. <laughs> I was going to make a comment about nails, but you went there. Go ahead. <laughs> we were talking about stuff. And we kept you you and Kevin out of the, the conversation. Wasn't that so nice of us? Sure. <laughs> so as we started talking about that, I thought, oh, that gives me an idea. So I went on Amazon, you know, looking and I started looking at nail tech because I was thinking, you know, it's got to have some kind of a, a geeky bent to it. And I was looking at nail technology and I thought, oh, maybe there's some kind of an electronic device or a UV dryer or something. Um, what what spurned this this on was my husband had put something in my wish list that it was a, you know, he's a scientist and he likes this kind of stuff. He uh, found this nail polish that will change colors 
when it's exposed to UV. So it's one of those things that's supposed to let you know if you're getting too much sun. But he just thought it was really cool because it was it was nerdy like that. He likes stuff that glows in the dark. So he's already gotten me like glow in the dark nail polish. Anyway, so I went down this rabbit hole and I started looking at all this this nail tech stuff and I came across I thought, well, none of that stuff was really within our price range. So I started looking at other things and I came across a Dremel tool. I thought, well, you know, what about I thought I want to learn how to, I've been trying to learn how to groom my own dog to save money. And, you know, I've gotten through most everything and I, I've clipped her nails, but they're always really sharp. And I thought, what about a Dremel tool? Do I have to get like something that's marketed just for dogs? And I thought, screw that noise. I, I should just get an outright, I've always wanted to have a Dremel kit. So since we're, we're fantasizing about play money here, I found this, uh, it's the Dremel 8220. Now, there's different model numbers. This one happens to be, and I wanted something cordless. I didn't want something with, with cables and stuff, especially if I'm thinking about doing you know, my dog's nails with, with this tool. Uh, so this is a cordless. It's a 12-volt max cordless rotary tool, and it comes with a 160-piece accessory kit. So I thought there's got to be something in there that'll let me like, you know, file her nails down and buff it. And then I think about all the crafts and things like that that I do. And I just I've always I've always fantasized about having my own Dremel tool and, and being able to do all these kinds of crafts and stuff that require little sanding bits and making things all fine. So that's what well, I picked. And it, it's on sale for one hundred thirty seven dollars and nine cents. Well, don't laugh about the nail part, because my uh, my mom had an unusually thick toenail and she oh, I've heard go, of people doing that too. Yeah, yeah. She went to the county nurse to have it done because uh, the county nurse would come to her. But we just thought it would be better for her to do it and keep an eye on things. But yeah, so she actually whipped out a Dremel tool once and started doing mom's toenail because it was big and thick. And so and it uh, worked. Yeah. Um, now, have you ever done? Do you do Molly's grooming or? You take her somewhere? No, Deb. Uh, we don't do a lot with her, but Deb will clip toenails because uh, she's done it before. I don't, but she's just got the toenail, the hand gripper thing yeah. that you cut off. Yeah, there's like a little guard on it that prevents mm. you. Because I used to have lizards a long time ago, and I learned, you know, you gotta you gotta cut it right before the. It's called the quick, right. or else it'll bleed, and yeah. and that sort of thing. So I I've gotten pretty good with that. She doesn't like it, of course. Um, but then after I clip them, they're just so darn sharp. And then I think, oh, I want to file them, but I don't have the patience. And she doesn't have the patience either for me to sit there with a damn <laughs> nail file. So I just thought, well, maybe this will be this will be just nerdy enough and, and very practical. I'm I'm very practical person. So okay. so that was my play money pick for this time. <clears throat> okay, and apparently Elisa wants to explore the world or her heritage around the world. Or sure, I've picked this before, but I'm going to pick it again. This is a gift membership to Ancestry.com. If you're interested in learning about your genealogy or if someone you know is interested in learning, they're having a special right now. I don't see an expiration date for it, um, so I'm not sure how long this will last. But it's a U.S. discovery. A six-month membership is $79 or a 12-month is 124 If you want to do the World Explorer, it's 119 for six months or 239 for a year. The difference is if you do U.S. discovery, it will give you access to over 15 billion records from the United States. The World Explorer will be the United States and international access from 80 countries in addition to the United States. Um, I have the one that's called All Access, I believe, which is much more than that. But it has both of those, plus it also has newspapers.com and um, Fold3, which is military. 
Okay. So that would be, you know, if something good. Uh, I believe it does not. It's a one-time non-renewing membership. Yeah, I'm reading the so facts. It says it doesn't you, renew automatically. Yeah. So if you do get this for somebody and they decide they don't like it or they want to get a different type of membership than what you got them, it doesn't automatically renew. So it's up to the recipient to say, I want to renew this on my own. Good gift for somebody. And you mentioned that and it got me to thinking my sister uh, let me know, have you gone in and checked your DNA results lately? Because she uh, texted me about a month ago, maybe a little longer, that DN, uh, that Ancestry had gone in there and kind of rejiggered their... Yes, it did. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and uh, because at cause mine got changed some, um, because I think I had mentioned at one point they had put me down as like 1% Jewish. Well, I think that went away. Uh, but, uh, and they got... Because there was a disparity between my brother and I, our our uh, percentages were similar, but my sister's was like flipped because uh, him and I were mostly, I think it was uh, England, Wales, Northwestern, and hers was more dramatic. Well, they kind of moved it so that we're a little bit closer together, and I see that they did that. Um, but then she had me put... Uh, you can download your DNA results and upload them to My Heritage. Yes. And I did that, and they were coming out saying that I had like a uh, like twenty two percent Scandinavian. I'm going. I don't think so. Uh, um, so I don't know. I just didn't quite know what to make of their uh, My Heritage results because it just seemed kind of odd to me that and i don't know maybe maybe they are accurate but to me i've always considered myself uh britain you know the encompassing countries and then german i never not and what you know whatever else germany may have invaded at the time over the <laughs> centuries the results well, are my, back you're a 32 percent asshole <laughs> oh. mine is dead mine is dead on mine is 100 yeah. percent european jewish Okay. Lithuania, Ukraine, Western Russia, Poland. That's exactly not where my adopted. Fam- <laughs> that's exactly where my family is from. Okay. Yeah. So like all said, the stories were true. Um, yeah. So like I said, I saw that. I just thought I would mention that. But uh, okay. Now for me, um, I, I, well, I, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about doing this. Um, the TV I have down here is is fine, but it kind of it. The Harmony remote in it don't always get along well. And my daughter was looking for a different TV, and they don't have a lot of money to spend. So I thought... Yeah, TV's I might, on your mind. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I want to be the good dad and give my daughter a TV by getting myself a new one. Um, <laughs> so, and I, uh, I've i been doing some looking, and I might... I'm looking at this one, I'm considering. It's the uh, Insignia... Yeah, the Insignia Fire TV edition, a 32-inch, because that's, I don't know if you guys can see it over my shoulder there, but that's what will fit in yep. the cabinet back there. I need a 32-inch. It's bigger inch. than my bedroom TV. We have like a 21-inch, Yeah, and I strain. My eyes get yeah. really, it's like I have to look at the subtitles and put my glasses on. Well, <laughs> and about a bigger one, too. I'll show, I, I'll try to show you guys, but I got my, where am I aiming this at? No, my gaming chair over, uh, I'm mm-hmm. not getting it there. Is that it? Well, yeah, there we go. Molly's yeah, sitting in my it. gaming chair. So that's it's a one of those little recliner. Yeah, it's a yep, actually, see it. speakers. Yeah, cool. it's a, yeah, it's a gaming chair. So I sit there and I got to aim that way towards oh, the TV. Okay. 
So then right. uh, I play games on there a, uh, a lot because, you know, it's a little bit bigger screen and it's nice and I can get comfortable this way. I've got two Ottomans there and, like I say, Molly's moving around getting herself. Yeah, Molly's got a place to get comfortable too. Yeah, so she can lay there with me while I'm playing games. But Aww. So I wanted uh, a, a decent TV and I, there was a few qualifications. I need at least three HDMI ports because mm-hmm. I've got... This one has three, too, but I've also got an HDMI switch on there because I've got the Fire TV, i got the NVIDIA Shield, I've got um, uh, the satellite dish hooked up to it, and I've got the Nintendo Switch hooked up to it, and I think I'm forgetting something, maybe, but I needed... But this has the Fire TV built in, in yeah. to it? Is it it's, a, it's, a smart, in? it's a smart TV. Yep. So that frees up one of your ports, then, it sounds well, like. Well, it free up two, but I'm also... Uh, yeah. I'm also getting the itch again for an Xbox. I've been putting it off for a couple years, but I don't know. It's getting itchier all the time because there's some (laughs) games out there. that better get that looked at, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, like I need another gaming thing around here. But uh, (laughs) but I'm looking at that. You know, it's not too bad. It's got the Fire TV built in, and I do like the Fire TV, uh, the, the, the Fire platform, Fire TV platform. Uh, I have one. Somebody gave me one because they weren't using it, and I've been using it. It's okay. I, I yeah. The only thing I like about it, and I would ask if that's part of this in here, can you hook up Bluetooth headphones to it? Because that's the, the, the one thing that I like about the Fire over my older Apple TV is that I can, we can each hook up our headphones to it so that we can listen to stuff with bad words and the kids don't hear it or watch TV at night and not disturb the other person. That is a good question. Uh, Looking in the... uh, It has Bluetooth. Because that's the thing I like about the Fire. And if it's got built-in Fire... You would think they would... It says digital output, optical audio output, Ethernet. Yeah, they they, didn't say... They might not list Bluetooth on there. Uh, Yeah, that's a... (laughs) Oh, let's see. One thing I, I mean, I don't care. know if that has a headphone jack. It doesn't have, doesn't say Bluetooth. Interesting. Why would it have Bluetooth? Uh, For output, it just says digital, optical audio, headphone jack, and analog audio. I, do all TVs have on a headphone jack? I, mean, I don't have, think mine do. They have stereo hookups, like, you know, composite right. and stuff like that. But this one says it has I've seen some. a headphone I won't say all of them do, but I mean, that would be how you would maybe hook it to a uh, surround sound system like I have over there. Or like a sound bar? Yeah, that too. I got, well, a sound bar and I got a surround sound system over here that's I bought, I probably had for about 10 Mm -hmm. years now. You would think in the specs it would be listed as Bluetooth, and I don't see anything Bluetooth. It would be interesting because then I could hook the Bluetooth from that because my gaming chair has speakers in it and it's got Bluetooth. Yeah, that's why it's another reason why I ask because I've seen gaming chairs like that and sometimes they have speakers in them well, they and do that's it. a Bluetooth. And I've got and I had a, uh, you could also run a uh, audio cable into it but I this chair pivots so I pivot around to use the computer back there and sometimes the audio cable doesn't fare well when I'm <laughs> doing that. So if I could get it hooked up to Bluetooth to use that, that would be kind of Awesome, but I'll have to check and see. But like I said, I'm, I'm thinking about any this. TVs with a built-in Bluetooth in there. I would be careful as to where you buy it. Um, I've heard good things about this TV. We have a smart TV right. that is god awful. Yeah, it's it's not a Roku and it's not a Fire. I think it's Samsung. Oh. Is the TV? Yep. It's a 50-inch yep. Samsung, 
Mm. It doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. It is so bad. And I think it may be because that particular model is known for having an awful, um, the interface. Oh, someone told me what it was. A technician told me what it was called. WebOS? No, it's not that. It's something else. It's like it's proprietary to Samsung. And it is awful. It is so awful that. I'm going to, what we did is our um, cable company now charges you for every box, but we're on a free box right now for a year. Once I have to give my digital cable box back, because I'm not paying that much money for it every month, I'm going to put a fire stick in there or a Roku stick Mm -hmm. and do it that way, even though it's built in because it is just, it doesn't work. Yeah, that's the thing I I would caution. I mean, this looks like a a good deal, but, and and I like that the fire TV's baked in, however... How often are they going to support the TV? Right. You know what I mean? Like with the, at least when you get the add-on, the fire stick and you plug it in, I mean, it's yep. a little thing. If, if something happens and like, they don't update that particular model, you can always get a new one. But if it's baked into the TV, like how long are, you gonna, are they going to support the software right. on the TV? That makes me nervous about getting a TV that's got software with it. Like I've watched my, my dad has a, an LG and, when we went to visit there, there was at least two times where it had to update the software and that was good, but yeah, it was very clunky interface and it was just, it was a lot. It was a huge steep learning curve. Well, and you know, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't have a problem getting a dumb TV. I even, if I could get a monitor that had enough HDMI ports, um, or I could make something work, uh, I would consider putting a monitor there. I don't have to have a, you know, a dumb TV is probably in the long run actually a better way to go. But the, you know, the price on this isn't too bad. And yeah, the price yeah. is pretty good. And for I someone, would say once you look at the Black Friday ads and the the ads yeah. during yeah. the Christmas season, I would recommend buying the TV somewhere locally. Don't yeah. buy it online. Well, or buy it online if there's a store locally, like a Best Buy or something where you can return it to, right. in case uh-huh. you get it and you decide, wow, this is just this sucks, not yeah. worth right, the aggravation right. to me, you can bring it back. Well, see, I yeah. looked at, I mean, we're limited here. We've got uh, Walmart. We've got uh, Target. What other stores in Watertown? And they yeah, both have good fun. deals. Yeah, they both have good deals. Yeah, but I looked at what they had for a 32-inch and uh, – Oh, that we also have a shop co, which is more of a regional thing. But I looked at what they had, and I just didn't like any of the TVs that they they had in there. And most of them were some sort of a smart TV, I think. But like I say, I know the Fire interface. I've got them. I like it. Um, I actually you're already invested in that ecosystem. Well, yeah, uh, I've got that, and I've got the Nvidia Shield, which is the Android TV, and they're both pretty good. I think just aesthetically, I kind of like the Fire TV over the the Android TV. Um, they both have the you know the digital assistants baked in, and you can they both do pretty good with searches and everything. But there's just something about and I, the nice thing about the the Nvidia Shield, I I can play games on there. Well, I mean, okay, the Fire Cube, uh, I've got the Medallion Fire TV, whatever they're calling that one, the dongle one uh, that hangs down. Uh, that one I can play Minecraft on, but now I got the stick upstairs, and that one you can't. And I also got the cube in the living room, and you can't play Minecraft on that. So it depends on what version you get. But I got different ways to play Minecraft too. That's not a big thing. But the Nvidia Shield, I can play what you would consider more of the hardcore games, like Borderlands mm. and some of that stuff. Uh, 
And if my internet would support it, I could also, they've got streaming games I could play. So, like I said, I haven't really settled on a TV platform. I switch back and forth between the two, depending upon what I want. But uh, this one, like I say, I, I'm okay with the Fire TV and the way it works. And I'm into the Amazon eco- ecosystem, you know, with buying stuff. So, um and like I say, and always switch over to my other boxes if I want. But like I say, I'm looking at that one right now, and I'm thinking, and for, at 129 bucks, that's not too bad a price for that. Uh, and they have the yeah. the one thing. In I'm there, sure you'll have better luck than I did. Oh, possibly so. Yeah, who knows? And it's got the Google, the uh, the remote. The, the uh, Amazon remote with the quick buttons to get to Prime Video, Netflix, HBO. I don't have PlayStation View, but it's got the quick buttons to get to there. So I don't know. We'll see how that works. And maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe I might switch around with the one upstairs and let my wife use the, uh, the Fire TV and I can bring the other one down, which is a fine TV. But, uh, you know, I've always kind of wanted something that's got the TV baked into, um, so you switch seamlessly back and forth between watching stuff online and the TV without having to switch HDMI ports because sometimes things choke and cough and mm-hmm. don't go the way you want. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And, I, I you know, like I say, I'll, I'm considering I'm still looking around yet. And, you know, maybe I should wait for a Black Friday deal and see if because uh, I know I would. You know, you're going to kick yourself. <laughs> I mean, you're only Probably. talking a week and a half at this point. Yeah, yeah. And Amazon does pretty good. I mean, there have been some Black Friday ads or you know some previews starting to come out. So I'll have to keep an eye out and see what uh, what happens. And I think this is actually last time I looked, it was 149 dollars. So I think it came down by 20 bucks. But like I say, I'll look around and see what. Put it in your cart, and you'll get a notification if it goes on sale. Well, this is true too. So. But uh, okay, well we've you know we've gotten everything. We've talked about warranties. We've talked about TVs. We've talked about everything else. So I think at this point we're just going to wrap stuff up and you know uh, uh, tidy you know tie our, uh, tidy our ends up here, get everything done, then go on our merry way. So but so let's mm-hmm. uh, I'll introduce ourselves and let's uh, uh, start with Elisa. Um, uh, Why don't you uh, start by uh, telling people where you can be found? On Twitter, it's at Sensei Dai, and also you can catch my other podcast, 3GeekyLadies.com, that I do with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. Okay, and Melissa, uh, where can people find out what you do? Uh, like Elisa, I do another podcast called In Touch with iOS, and you can find that over at InTouchWithIOS.com. And as far as my other stuff, you can find me online all over at the Mac Mommy. Okay, and if you want to find out more about me, I'm on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak, that's M-C-P-E-E-K, and uh, I too have another podcast that I do, Sci-Fi Tech Talk, which can be found at sci com. If you want to find out more about the show, head over to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments on iTunes are always welcome. We thank everyone that does that. We hope you've enjoyed the uh, this show as much as we have. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Hi, I'm Bart Pushots, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month, I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000-foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. 
Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie.